I think when you find a passion and when you find what you really love to do, you don't dwell on the hours you're working, you know, the time or the commitment because it's, you get a lot of satisfaction out of it. So there are times where I'm, you know, at work and then I'm with my family and I'm back at work and then I may be doing something else and I'm back at work again. It's, it's just nature woven into your life. And I think if you look at it that way, you don't, you don't dwell on it as much. Um, it's much easier to, you know, to overcome those, maybe those fears of failure or those things that hold people back a little bit. Welcome to Your Next Big Project Is You, a podcast based around the theme of time. Time to be able to press pause on life. Time to reevaluate what's important. Time to reminisce about where you've come from, what you've learned, and what you've accomplished. Time to revisit your goals, dreams, and vision. And time to remember the people in your life. That's it, my friends. If you've got time, Fasten your seatbelt and listen in as we discuss opportunities for the next five to 25 years of your life. And remember, your next big project is you. Welcome to our podcast. Your next big project is you. And I have a special guest today, uh, a very, very good friend. Uh, I've gotten to know and to work with over the years, uh, my good friend, Lou Nucciarino from beautiful Buffalo. Uh, Lou, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Leo. Always great to spend time with you. You know, it, it's funny. I, I know your formal title is that of uh, president of the Northern Complex for Equitable Advisors. And I met you back in the AXA days yes. uh, for some rebranding of things. But quite honestly, that's all secondary to me knowing you quite honestly as the husband that you are, the father that you are, uh, the consummate leader uh, that I've seen firsthand from, uh, from people across the empire region, as you call it, uh, across now even a bigger geographic footprint that you're now responsible for. So I think there's so many roles that I've seen you play in your life. That's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today because of that admiration and knowing how you lead and the way you think uh, in, in the way people tend to follow in, 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 in terms of um, the footprints that you have set out for people. So tell us a little bit about that journey, Lou. How'd you end up where you're at today? Yeah, I'd be glad to do that. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. And uh, I feel pretty fortunate to be able to tell the story. So I, um, after college, I took a job with the federal government. I actually worked in the immigration service for seven years. And I come from a blue-collar family. My, you know, my father worked road construction up in the depression. So it was always drilled in my head from an early, early age to get security or what was perceived as security, benefits, pension, all those things that the government offered. And um, I did that for a few years. And, you know, I thought I had it made. And I don't know, one day I woke up and I just realized that I didn't have a passion for what I was doing. I didn't have a big motivation to, to really strive to do any better. But, you know, the mentality and no disrespect to government employees, the mentality with the government was like, you know, you work for the government, you stay with the government, you put the 2025 in. Um, but, you know, so I kind of put my head down and kept working. And, and a couple of years later, you know, that itch which needed to be scratched again. And, he, you know, finally talked to my wife and um, I decided to make a career change. In the mid-90s, I made a pretty significant career change, leaving that government world and coming into the, you know, the investment and insurance world where people thought I was crazy. And, um, you know, really, I, some people had some serious talks with me about making that change. But I just knew I felt like I had more to give and more to do. Um, so I came on board, uh, you know, with the company I'm still with now, Equitable Advisors, and uh, ran a practice for a couple of years, and, and I liked doing that. But then I was, I was tapped on the shoulder to get into a management role, get into a leadership role where I was building a team. And that's where I really found my passion. My passion was coaching, mentoring, 
Um, you know, I always say you do well by doing good for others. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I built a pretty good team up here in Buffalo for about five years and then was tapped on the shoulder to, to run the Buffalo branch. I was running a team within in the, in the office then. Um, did that for a while. And then it, it morphed into upstate New York where we brought Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, and Albany together. And I've been doing that since 2014. And then most recently became one of eight complex presidents with an equitable where I'm uh, overseeing a region which includes Ohio, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Indianapolis, all the way down to Kentucky. Um, so it just gives me an opportunity to, you know, to help more people, to interact with more people. And I feel extremely fortunate uh, of the opportunity I've been afforded. And I literally wake up every day, you know, 28 years later, and I still can't wait to come to work in the morning. And I know a lot of people can't say that. Yeah. Isn't it amazing when you reminisce and think back about growing up in, you know, post-depression and all the things that you learned from your mom and your dad, uh, the close-knit uh, concept of, you know, that your family members, and all of a sudden you work for a number of years and it's like you reach your sweet spot. Like you said, this is it. And knowing you as well as I do, I think when you got in that position of now forming a team and, and you know, getting people around you uh, to elevate their game, to pursue excellence, uh, to become their best, uh, these are things I've known you at, uh, known you by, I should say. It's in one of the reasons I wanted just to hear some of your leadership concepts and precepts and philosophies, as we say. Let, let's start with this one here. I've been with you before, right? I, uh, I've heard you say, Leo, if you're in, you're in. You're all in uh, to do this. You, you've, you've communicated that commitment to me. Where did that start and what does that really mean to you? Yeah, and I appreciate you asking that. And it is all in. There's a difference between being in and being all in, right? And I, I yeah. feel like you need to be all in. And I think a lot of it is just quantum trial and error. Like we, you know, we've all made mistakes and had regrets in our life, whether it was on a sports team and you know, maybe wishing I would have done a little more at the time or, I'm having an opportunity when I was younger that maybe I didn't give it my all because I was busy, you know, uh, you know, being uh, distracted by things that don't really matter. Um, but I feel like when I had this opportunity, I've gotten this opportunity in my career. I really realized that this was it. You know, I wasn't a good actor. I wasn't a good singer. But I, you know, I found a, 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 an opportunity where I could um, provide to my family and really get a lot of satisfaction out of it. And I just realized that, you know, when you go when you go all in and you're you're all in every day and you're positively impacting people's lives and you know, people matter to you and you're just trying to make a difference every day. You go home with just a satisfaction and you sleep well at night. And I, I just really feel like it's completed my life. And so, you know, I try every day, no matter what I'm doing now, to get 125 percent. And, um, you know, if I'm not going to do that, then I, I feel like, I, you know, I shouldn't be in the chair. You definitely need to bring value from where I'm at. And I just feel like it's a it's a philosophy that I'm not going to say I've learned, but it's, you know, trial and error and, 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 and learning from my mistakes and trying to get better from them for sure. It's just yeah. trying to make a difference in people's lives. That's that's really what I, what I live for. Yeah, and, and that's happening. There's no question that's happening, my friend. And, you know, one of the things we talk about when you and I are together and we're just talking about life and business and people and things is so many people today, it's so hard to achieve success in that we talk about are they willing to put the time and the energy into being really world-class? Some people are just settled. Right. We, we've talked about going from good to great, going from great to becoming extraordinary, where people get goosebumps in your presence. And, and even those people that we know that are truly extraordinary, Navy SEALs, Olympians, all them pros, you know, um, man, there's far and few. Right. Well, why is it that so many people 
just don't want to put the time and energy into to be in their ultimate best, Lou, from your perspective. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think we're seeing since the pandemic, it's really escalated. Those thoughts have really escalated. And uh, I don't completely understand it. Um, I think some of it is maybe a fear of, you know, once you get to a certain level, there's there's pressure to stay there, right? Because otherwise there's nowhere to go but down. And I feel like some people are some people are afraid of success because it, it becomes, you know, that you set the bar and you raise the bar and you need to stay there. But I know that, you know, once you get to a certain point, believe me, there's many, many, many people much more successful than I am. But I know that, you know, having some success in my career and having some success in, 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 in you know, mentoring other people, uh, it's, a, it's a great view and it's a great place to be at. And I want to stay here. I want to stay here as long as I can because it just, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but it can just feel fulfilled. Like I have a very fulfilled life. And whether I'm at work or whether I'm with my family or whether I'm with friends, it doesn't matter. It's just part of my life. It's not, you know, to me, work is not that dirty four-letter word that some people, you know, maybe like when I was at the government, when I was at the government referring back to that, you know, I did watch the clock and I couldn't wait till 5 p.m. to get out or whatever it might be. And, you know, those days are over. And I just, um, I think when you find a passion and when you find what you really love to do, you don't dwell on the hours you're working, you know, the time or the commitment because it's, get a lot of satisfaction out of it. So there are times where I'm, you know, at work and then I'm with my family and I'm back at work and then I may be doing something else and I'm back at work again. It's, it's just nature woven into your life. And I think if you look at it that way and you don't, you don't blow on it as much, um, it's much easier to, you know, to overcome those, maybe those fears of failure or those things that hold people back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've just figured out a way. Um, you exemplified this and that's why I believe you practice what you preach. We're, you seamlessly integrated life and work. It, it's, it's, it's almost like no separation. I, I, know, I, know you, I know you know when to turn it off. I do. Your home and all the great things I know you do with your wife and your kids and things like this. But it's like when you're out, it's like, it's just, just who you are. It's just, it's just natural. It's not forced. It's just, hey, here's a guy who's got it all type of thing. And it's when you look at it like, hey, it's a part of who I am. I love what I do. I love my life. I love my work. I love helping people. I want to make a difference. That's when it goes to another level. It becomes natural. And it's just, that's, that's what we all seek. So I want, I want to talk to you about some of your leadership beliefs. Because um, these have always stood out to me from seeing you in action personally. You've always talked about being in the chair. You got to be around. You got to be yeah. busy. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say, you know, a big, to me, leadership is leading by example. You know, I'm not a boss where I'm pounding my fist on the desk and telling people what to do. Um, it's really about being present. Um, you know, again, you can't positively impact people through a screen. I think we've seen that. I know we've all relied, you and I are doing it right now. We've all relied on Microsoft Teams and, and Zoom, and there's a place for that, but not in leading people and not in, not in showing and demonstrating how to do things. So I'm a big believer you need to be around your team. You need to be with your team. You need to lead by example. I, always, I don't expect anybody to do anything that I haven't done or don't most likely don't do still. Uh, I think you need to lead by example and show people how to do things. That's a, that's a big thing. And if I'm not bringing value, especially in my business, right, in, in the financial services business where, you know, people get included every day and there's independent firms, there's captive firms, and there's a hybrid firm like we have. And, you know, if I'm not bringing value, then people should go independent and they should be on their own. Um, so I like to think when I make a difference and, and um I think that comes from spending a lot of time with the people. And I just, I just generally like to be around people. Um, and I like to work at a fast pace. I don't do very well at a slow pace. So yeah. I like to have a lot of things going on and, and I like to have a lot of conversations going on, but 
you know, whoever I'm talking to at that moment is the most important person in, in, in my world at that time. And I think you can totally show people that. You have to show people how much you care. If they don't care how much you know, they want, they want to know how much you care. Yeah. You're always moving, too. I like what you just said there. You're, I think you'd go crazy if you were just sitting down in that chair all day long. As much as you got that beautiful surrounding of your passion and love for athletics and leadership and things like this, where people walk into your office and they, they can feel the vibe of a guy that you know loves competition and loves people that are doing their best to stand out, to, uh, to be their best and things. One of the other concepts I know you talk about to me, Lou, is you got to be the rock. You got to be the rock. So it's one thing being visible, whatever. What's being the rock mean to you? Yeah, I think being the rock is very important, especially, in, in, again, in my chair and in, in the role I have, because, you know, I, we hire a lot of younger folks who are new to the business world, new to the industry. We are, you know, we deal with people's money and, 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 and very emotional things. And so um, there's a lot of times where I need to be a psychiatrist. I need to be a big brother. I need to be a, you know, lend, lend an ear to people. And I think it's, I want to be predictable with people. I don't want people to walk into my office or call me on the phone and wonder which new nutrient am I getting? The happy guy, the sad guy, the crazy guy, the nice guy that like it's, you got to be predictable for people. You got to be reliable and stable. I feel like in, you know, again, I'm not telling you I'm perfect. I'm not by any means, but, you know, I just try to be that for people because I know, you know, it's part of my role is to, to help people through situations and to, to be that calming influence or be that voice of reason. And, you know, obviously as my hair is great a little more, I've gotten more experience in doing that. Um, and I just try to be that reliable, stable, predictable person that I feel like people need in their lives. And I, and I believe that translates to people working in your complex. <clears throat> that would say, I know I can count on Lou. I know he's going to be there to help me. I know I can go into his office and close the door and talk to him or a member of his leadership team. I know that he truly wants to make a difference in my life and he wants to help me make a difference in the lives of my clients. Um, so, I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that. I think it's best displayed. People can't see this on the podcast, but when they walk into your area and your office there, I know there's a a value proposition for your complex, for things that you live by, lead, you mentor, you coach. The concept you refer to people as financial entrepreneurs to help them achieve two things, independence and success by positively impacting the lives of others. It took a while to build that baby. Uh, but what I love about it is I know you live every single one of those words. What, how do you make it come alive? You talk to people, there's a lot of themes there, lead, manage, mentor, coaching, entrepreneurs. What are some of the things that you're proud of, of that statement when people walk into your office? Yeah, well, you know, first I want to thank you for that. You were certainly the architect of helping us with that, with the farm and, um, you know, the 19 words that, that I've certainly, I think I already was living by them, but I didn't know how to assemble that and, and put it into a nice um, compact phrase. And, you know, it's on my any of my social media now I have that on there. And it, it's really defines who we are. Um, but it really just becomes part of our DNA and it becomes part of what we do. And, you know, again, you'll, you'll hear me talk a lot about positively impacting lives. Um, I really live for mentoring people right now. You know, it's funny because a lot of my friends are at the retirement age, and I'm sure yours too. And people always ask you and early ask me, you know, what's your plan when you leave and when you're doing it? And I don't have a plan. Like, I, you know, again, I love what I do, but it's all about mentoring right now and giving back. Believe me, I'm not saying I don't earn either on a living. That's not my point. But, you know, you do it for different reasons at different times in your life. So to be able to mentor and coach people right now and, and hopefully help them, um, you know, escalate their success or, or positively impact other people's lives is, 
you know, quicker than I have is, is really a, a goal of mine. And, um, you know, we do it again in our business. We we're in a very, um, I said this earlier, a very emotional business where we're handling people's finances. We're handling things that are near and dear to people. So, you know, you've got to be, be there for people and, and we've got to help people get that financial independence. That's our goal um, by being a, being a positive impact. And, you know, our job is to keep people in the market when they think they need to get out and our people, our job is to hold their hand when, you know, when they need their hand holding and walking through things. So that's my job is to do that, for, you know, for the advisors and for the, you know, the employees we have here to make sure that we do a good job for people. Yeah. Um, but, but no, that, that 19 word phrase is, is, is definitely, you know, it, it's a part of who we are and it's part of our DNA for sure. Yeah. You, you you alluded to part of this next question and what you just said there about EQ. And we talk about the uh, the connectivity of having strong EQ and IQ, right, to do this. And, and you just mentioned about the need to connect to people. And I actually wrote this down. I like this phrasing. I'm going to read this. It said, it said you, you mentioned that people need to make the conversation about the client. And ultimately, our leaders will get to where they want by helping others to get to where they want to be. Yes. I love that. Say more to that. Yeah, it's, um, again, it goes back to the do well by doing good to others. And I, I think when you learn, I think when you learn in life that it's more about other people and not about yourself, is when things really start coming together. And you know, there's plenty of time for us to, 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 to think about ourselves and talk about ourselves. But when you can, you know, you know, somebody said a long time ago, you know, you have two ears or one mouth for a reason, right? And just, when you listen to people, I find that people don't listen to people very well anymore. It's because everybody wants to talk themselves. So when you get those listening skills down and you really listen to what people are concerned about and what, the, what they're trying to accomplish, it's so much easier to connect with them. It's so much easier to you know, understand where they're going and what they're doing. And you know, life is about relationships. I don't, I don't care what somebody's occupation is or what they're doing. It's, it's built on relationships. And with, the more you know about people, the better you can bond with people and the more you can more interested in taking them. So I think it's, um, you know, it's in that philosophy, again, learning about other people, uh, being interested in other people. And then, you know, again, you advance by helping them get to where they want, want to get around um, and, you know, putting them first. And it's just a philosophy. It's, it's like the law of abundance or the law of scarcity. I always want to live by the law of, of abundance. There's plenty for everybody. Um, you know, you have those people who live by the law of scarcity. It's just a, it's a different vibe. You get a different vibe on that. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a good way to live and it's worked well for me. Yeah, no doubt it's worked well for you. And I, I think about this as a way to close this discussion with you off today. As you remember, there's just some concepts that I'm focusing on that everything from living a life of significance to living a life with no regrets to living a life with abundance. You know, we're, it's, I know it's a key word to you versus scarcity. And yeah. it really what I like to do, Lou, is to challenge people to think about their time, their talents, their treasure, and how they can make a difference in the life of others. And it's funny, when I was looking at these cards today, I said, geez, the one, the one this would be a good one to end the discussion with you on. It's a card on significance. It says, what does a life of significance mean to you? Lou Nutrino, this is your life. <laughs> it's like the old show, right? Right, right. If somebody were asking you that today, we started with that. You've, you've used that phrase early in our discussion today. What does it really mean to you when you know someone's living a life of significance? Yeah, for me, it means just really, again, and I know you use this phrase a lot, but positively impacting and really, you know, making a difference in people's lives, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's coworkers, whether it's teammates, or whether it's strangers that we don't know. Um, I think whatever you're doing, 
you know, I said this earlier, you need to be all in, right? We're all in at what we're doing. So I think it's it's trying to maximize, you know, every moment of what you do and how you do it and whatever you're around and really just making a difference in people's lives. I want somebody to walk away from me and, and you know, not say, oh my God, I can't wait to get away from this guy. Wait, what's he talking about? It's like, hey, that was a great conversation. I feel better after talking to Lou. I feel more positive. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about I'm positive every minute of my life. I try to be, but there's certainly some times where, you know, things creep in. But in general, I always try to leave people feeling better after they met me or at least spent time with me and before they did. And to me, that's that's very significant. And, and, you know, I've tried to teach my children that. Um, you know, I try to be that way when I'm when I'm with my wife or whoever it might be. It's just you just don't want to, it's not a drive-by. You don't I don't like doing drive-bys with people. Um just you don't want to make it impactful and make it meaningful. And it doesn't mean every conversation is happening. That's not my point. Love to talk about sports, love to talk about, you know, whatever it might be, but just make it significant in what you do and make an impact in people's lives. And you know, I try to get better at that every day. I'm trying to get still trying to get better. Yeah. Yeah. That says it all, my friend. It's our shared values. I know that's kept us close many, many years. Sure. It's been For way sure. beyond business. It's you know love of family and appreciation and valued friends and and really, I know you and I. Um, it's just that pursuit of excellence and just like in a, it's a mindset. I remember you and I, you and I talked years ago. Remember I said this could be my best year ever. Yes. Could be the best decade ever. Yes. And and I know you think like that too. And so that's one of the things I love about you. So I'm better off from knowing you, my friend, uh, because of, of all the ways that you live and lead. So I thank you. Thanks for joining our podcast today. I know people are going to take some excerpts out of this and uh, and want to follow up in terms of you know knowing more about your leadership style and your approach and the type of organization that they probably want to be a part of in the future. So many, I many thanks. That, Leo. Thank you very much. And uh, always great to spend time with you. You and I always have a great conversation going together. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you.